The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Zack Snyder's Justice League, where we will discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this four-hour-long movie. <laughs> Joining me today on the panel are Andrew Hermes. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Dom. Looking forward to this for a while. And Father Chip Heights. Hi, Father Chip. Hey, Dom, Andrew. I, I, I mean, Dom, you, you, you said that four-hour thing like, uh, you know, like you were... <laughs> sad about it <laughs> well <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that in a second uh well first i do want to encourage you if folks please write a review of the podcast on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from and share the podcast with your friends help us grow the community of listeners and to, to reach more folks with this uh, interesting discussion well i i'm not i'm not sad about it but it was long it was a long movie it's long in fact as i was sitting there thinking about it and we can and i want to kind of talk a little bit about where you know where this movie came from but just as the, the we let's get to talk about the length out of the way i thought this could have been a six-part streaming series season a mini oh, series. yeah yeah easily. easily because it was it was made in six parts it was it was you know in fact it was like throughout the movie it's what part one part two right. part three and it's kind of interesting that they that they didn't end up doing that yeah my guess and it's just a guess conjecture on my part but it seems like Snyder wanted it to be all one movie. You know what I mean? So right. he wanted it all to be in one place at one time because that was sort of the vision that, you know, he was allegedly denied, you know, yeah. in the last time. Well, let's let's talk about Zack Snyder and where this movie comes from and how it came to be. Most people listening probably know in 2017, there was a Justice League movie that was very similar to this one, but different <laughs> Different in key ways. Uh, yes. And what happened then was Zack Snyder was the director and he had started making the movie and very far along in the movie process, uh, he had a tragedy in his family. His daughter died and he had to step away from the film, of course, which is, uh, you know, that makes complete sense. And so Warner Brothers turned to Joss Whedon, who the man who had made the most popular Avengers movies to complete their superhero movie. And so he came in and he put his own vision and stamp on it. And people weren't exactly happy with it. A lot of fans uh, were were not happy with the result. And a lot of comic book fans, especially DC fans, were not were really not happy, especially given what the Zack Snyder had let on would be his approach to the movie. And so ever since for the last three or four years, fans have clamored. We want to see the Zack Snyder version of this film. And so. Right. Warner Brothers agreed, HBO agreed, uh, and Snyder agreed. And I, I heard that he came back for nothing. He did it for nothing to finish the movie, to redo the movie, essentially. That's right. Not refilm it, but they refilmed some scenes, but mm -hmm. recut it and do all the special effects and all that sort of stuff extra and with his vision. And because it was because of the way it got made, this is a movie, this is a director's cut, but it's a movie that almost couldn't have been made if he'd stayed if if his daughter hadn't died if he if this had just been a regular movie i don't i don't think the studio would have ever let him do what he has done with it now what do you think um i think that i mean there that might be true i i think the her, his daughter dying i mean obviously that's very tragic and um i i like how Zack snyder used the marketing of this movie and the the promotion to to kind of promote suicide awareness and mm -hmm. stuff like that. A lot of the proceeds um, he, from all the merchandise, all of it went to suicide awareness. Um, and uh, there's a little Easter egg in the movie. Uh, there's a billboard um, that, that uh, highlights uh, suicide awareness. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, it, I, I think they might've, the fans would have had an uproar whether or not um, his, uh, that, that tragedy would have happened because uh, before um, that tragedy took place, he was in a war with Warner Brothers during the making of this movie. And uh, they had all these demands, um, basically wanting, wanting it to look like a Marvel movie because 
which the, is what the, they got. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> With the, the original. Leadership at the t- yeah. yeah, exactly. The leadership at the time, uh, you know, was like, okay, you got to make the movie two hours long. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's like, was fighting on that. He wanted it to be more, you know, two hours and a half, which makes sense. It's a Justice League movie. There's the Avengers movies are, you know, two hours and a half. Uh, uh, you got, yeah, I mean, you got Batman and Superman in it and Wonder Woman. Um, and, you know, the, I mean, you can read all the stories. It goes on and on. And we find out more and more each day. I mean, recently, you know, Ray Fisher just came out with uh, his Hollywood Reporter article and Gal Gadot talked about their very negative experience with Joss Whedon. Um, but uh, I think Zach would have left the film no, ma- no matter what, because I think if WB would have basically brought him to the brink um, and uh, I-, I feel like uh, he probably would have gotten replaced anyway. And I think this maybe would have eventually happened um, either way. Cause I think the, cause really the fans made this happen. Right. So it was just years of, you know, the hashtags and, and, you know, I, I was at Comic-Con uh, the, the year after uh, Justice League came out and there were fans that pitched in and, and, and bought a, an airplane ad to fly <laughs> around the convention center saying, <laughs> it said, release the Snyder cut. Um, like that's how passionate the, these fans were about it. And yes, a lot of the fandom around it was toxic. Uh, just like with any fandom, there's some sort of, there's always elements. Uh, right. Uh, but you know, for someone like me, I, I did want to see his vision. I wasn't like, you know, going to pitch into for an airplane ad to <laughs> get this release. But I, yeah. I, I, I enjoy his other films. I know they're flawed, but I love Man of Steel. I think, Mm. Man of Steel is one of the best superhero movies ever made, and I enjoyed Batman v Superman, even though there were I had problems with it. But I, for overall, I enjoyed it, and I think Ben Affleck is the best uh, on-screen Batman that we've gotten. Um, and I love Henry Cavill, um, so I, I did want to see the film. And you know, no matter what, I, all the stories are out there now, and we've we, we found out like a lot of the controversy behind Warner Brothers and Joss Whedon, but. Um, yeah, I think I think the the fans made it happen, and you know, I think eventually HBO Max really was the reason why this happened because uh, th- this no way would this be released in theaters with a streaming yeah, platform. Couldn't. Yeah, with a streaming platform, and and to kind of market HBO Max since it was just coming out, it's like who knows how many people signed up i, I don't did. know all the metrics <laughs> yeah i signed up to watch <laughs> this <laughs> yeah there you go you're an example so yeah. they hbo warner brothers found an opportunity and they took it um so i think that's really what what made it happen you know on the recent secrets of star trek we talked about the movie galaxy quest came out in 99 and how Love that movie it presaged the rise of the fandom and doesn't this movie kind of show how fans have gotten power in Hollywood in a sense to bring things about. And we see this time and again, where uh, shows that are on, you know, different channels or different streaming services that the streaming service cancels. And so the fans rise up and say, we want to see this continue. And so another streaming service or another channel picks it up like the expanse at Amazon, you know, from this, from sci-fi, sci-fi is always canceling <laughs> these shows, by the way. And and then they're, they're picked up elsewhere and they become really great. It's, you know, somebody at sci-fi better get a clue. Uh, but it, it shows how the, you know, the fans have this power now and, you know, hopefully to use it for good, but they have, <laughs> but they have this power now to, well, I mean, it's, there's an idea that's connected to this movie to resurrect yes, things. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, it's a that's a bit of a tangent. I don't want to get too much in that. I want to talk because we've got a lot of movie to talk about. So, but uh, but the, I think that's that this movie, this event, shows the power of the fans to bring things about in in Hollywood that they didn't used to have. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to. I, I guess I agree a little bit with you, Don. But I mean, it depends too. It the, like the people at the at the place where the stuff is, like Warner Brothers or whatever, they have to eventually agree or submit you know and you know i think the fans of this of this movie uh really did and i think there's other things too it's not even just science fiction or superhero movies like uh last man standing was on abc and it got canceled but 
there was such a clamoring of fans for that. It got resurrected on Fox a year after it got canceled, you know? And so it, it, it just depends. It, it, someone has to want it. And, you know, we see, we do see examples of that uh, up and down. I want to agree with Andrew on at least one thing. He said, Ben Affleck's awesome as Batman. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne. I agree. I think he's less, uh, unapproachable he's less of an edifice sort of like uh, christian bale was and in fact he may be the best batman since um michael keaton michael keaton i think michael keaton was awesome as batman back in 89 and i think uh affleck he's he's not you know some freak (laughs) you know what i mean like like he's not some mentally deranged or you know guy in a bat suit who could just as easily be a bad guy as he's a good guy you know like that dark kind of christopher nolan batman was a little too dark for me i think affleck's batman is he's still a tortured soul a little bit but he's still clearly a good guy so right uh, and and he uh, just looks the part he looks so good in the suit yeah (laughs) he does michael keen and christian bill i mean they're they're short guys and yeah, they were fit for the, for the movies. But I mean, Ben Affleck is what, six, four, six, five. And yeah, you know, he yeah. can p- put on the muscle for it. Yeah. And the other thing about that was, um, you know, he, he just, he just looks like a millionaire to me. <laughs> like He has the millionaire. <laughs> right. Look. right. And he, and that was the other thing that I liked about this movie was they, the flash asked him, what's your superpower? He said, I'm, I'm rich. rich. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the original too, but because that was one of my favorite lines. In the one of the few things yeah. they kept in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's actually an important point. It's one of the differences between the, the, the 2017 and this one is the level of humor. There's still humor in the Snyder cut, but the first one had a lot more, jokey slapstick there's a point yeah. where in the 2017 where uh superman hits batman you know when he when superman comes back and uh, batman makes it oh i had it and i forget there was a joke when he hits the ground he's like oh i felt that one or something you know it's just yeah. sort of yeah. and it's just a little joke but yep. it's a it's a tension releaser whereas right. snyder didn't release the tension as often he kept that tension on uh, and that's, that's a, I think that's the difference in the tone between the two kinds of the two movies. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, one of the things I liked about this movie, though, aside from the different tone was, you know, we got to see the the stories of the different heroes. The you know, origins. I think yeah. the origin of like the cyborg guy and, uh, and which is a great character. I really like that character it gets kind of nebulous a little bit, you know, as to what happened and you don't know, you know, you kind of know something and you don't, uh, this really fleshed that out. Uh, and I, I, I really like that. And, and to see that scene with, uh, wonder woman, uh, you know, at the beginning, um, when she saves the, uh, the kids in the, the museum, museum, yeah. awesome scene, you know, right. a great in- introduction for one. I mean, cause that, that, that is, you know, I, I know I, I can't say this word on, on SQPN, so I won't, but, it's a bad bleep, you know, <laughs> yes. uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was going to say, just to mention Cyborg again, it's like, I mean, the 2017 film, as far as I'm concerned, just doesn't exist anymore. And, yeah, and, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not worth, yeah, even watching. And the, the one of the many flaws, I mean, that movie is full, filled with them, obviously, but just not focusing on Cyborg's character. I mean, when Zack Snyder was, uh, filming uh, during filming, he he would say in interviews that you're going to love Cyborg. He's the heart and soul of the movie, right? And you, we did not get that in 2017, wow. but here clearly, you finally see like how he's the heart and soul of the film, and and there are very key plot points that were taking taken out of of 2017 version, um, that that have like stakes at at the end of the film. Um, I mean. And don't get me, I mean, we can go into all of it. I'm sure we'll get into it, but like the whole multiverse speed force stuff and, and, yeah. and how that plays into the story, like that, all that was just taking out. It's like, it's hard to watch this film and be like, what was Warner Brothers thinking? Like you had all this <laughs> already filmed and then they end up spending, you know, almost the budget of another movie doing reshoots with Joss Whedon. Yeah. To make something that was so subpar, I mean, it's is this it's really mind boggling, and 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 yeah, if you just watched the 2017 version, you'd be kind of confused about Cyborg. Like this guy just kind of shows up, yeah. But yeah. in this one, it's like he he's he he's arguably the best character of the whole film. 
Well, let's mm. talk about Victor Stone as Cyborg. I, I agree. He is the emotional center of this movie. This is the emotional heart and soul of the movie. Uh, and it has to do in part with his father, who in this movie sacrifices himself. In, right. the, in the other one, he, do, he he survives. In this one... Basically plays the same part that he did in Terminator 2. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe Borden. And dies the same way. Yes. <laughs> he likes to die in movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we're an actor, he dying is the best. Creation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's the scientist who dies to save everyone else. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and that, that that's, you know, the the estranged father and the son, the father who who committed this sin against his son to save him. The son mm-hmm. believes it is a sin, to, you know, that he committed against him. And uh, and he did it uh, perhaps out of guilt, out of being an absent father. The son eventually reconciles with the dad. I mean, there is a moment of reconciliation between them before the end. He, he gets that emotional moment. And there's a self-loathing that that Victor has for what he has been turned into and what he right. has lost. That at the end, it's he he gets that moment of temptation. He when he's inside the mother boxes and he sees a vision of his father and his mother and him whole as he would have been. And there's this moment of it's the temptation, you know, the temptation of the desert, in a sense, you know, that when yeah. Jesus is tempted, look at what you could have. Just it's yours for the asking. You know, the mother box will give it to you if you if you you know, let it, let me give it to you. And he's, you know, and it's because it, the vision says my broken boy. And he says, I'm not broken. And that's the moment when he is whole, you know, right. and he accepts who he is and does the right thing. I love that scene. That's a great moment. Yeah. That's a powerful scene in the movie. Yeah. And this, in this movie has a lot of, uh, you know, resurrection themes to it. Doesn't it? I mean, mm. Superman is Superman. basically resurrected and, and, and I, and I, you know, I love Superman. I want to preface my comment by saying Superman is one of my favorite characters of all time. Sure. I am a Superman guy. Okay. However, I'm really getting tired of this whole Jesus Superman is Jesus kind of thing. You know, let's just Superman be Superman, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. let him save the world. I mean, literally in this movie, they could not win. Unless they had Superman. Okay, fine. I get it. You know, I get it. We all get it. Superman's the best. But the point, the problem I had after that was, basically they were a bunch of people standing around watching Superman save the day. Superman could have done it on his own. He didn't need them. Yeah. The Justice League is superfluous as long as Superman is around. It kind of felt a little bit like that. I agree. I agree. It's like it's like Captain Marvel uh, in uh, the Avengers. You know, right? They, until she got there, they were gonna lose. Yeah, <laughs> can't do it without her. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that. I, I, I can see that. I think Snyder, like in Man of Steel, there was clearly Christological references. I mean, he oh, he put no her in. Doubt. Oh yeah, in the agony in the garden, he was literally yes. sitting in front of a stained glass window of the agony of the garden as he yeah, was agonizing <laughs> about his his future role in mankind. Like, hi, here's a hammer to hit yeah. you over the head. Exactly. Thor, right? Here's your <laughs> hammer. Go hit yourself. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I get it's not you know Snyder is really definitely making him into a Jesus figure, and and I wonder though. If a guy like Superman showed up, and I think that's what Snyder's getting at. If a guy like Superman showed up on planet Earth who could do the things he does, people kind of would react the way they would. There, there might be people who would set up a, a religion worshiping him and there would be statues erected of him and there would Superman be. Cult. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he could become a demagogue even if he wanted to. So I, I kind of like is. that. I like I like that exploration. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think it's I mean that you know the Superman that I grew up with and you guys grew up with probably. I mean he was he was he was so grounded by the Kents and and his time with the Kents that and he became uh, he was basically an American superhero. Like he's gonna he wasn't like a world superhero. He was like he fought for truth, justice, and the American the American way, right? Yeah. (laughs) So. You know, it's nice. It's nice, I guess, to see him in a different light. I just 
and he is grounded by his mother uh, and and Lois. Um, but I think in the end, this uh, and I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I want to get that out there. Uh, oh yeah, he's very very good. Um, but I think they they've they've sort of I don't know they kind kind of took away a little bit of the grounding is from from his small town growing up. That that's at least how I felt. I can see that's that. why we need a Man of Steel too. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and and I hope you know I, who knows what's going to happen, but I, I do hope to see Henry Cavill at least playing one more time oh, in his be, own movie. Yeah, well, I agree. It, it, especially given that Snyder dropped a couple of big notes in there of Superman and Lois maybe parents. Right. You know, oh, the, yes, absolutely. There yeah. was a clear shot of a of a pregnancy test that yes. you know sitting on her bedside table and the indication hammer. Yeah, right. Here's a hammer for you. To whack yourself <laughs> in the head so you can see get this. <laughs> so I would yeah, I mean, talk about grounding him. And that didn't in fact yeah. I think that's one of the great things about Superman the character from the beginning was right. he wasn't just an alien that dropped out of the sky, he was an alien baby who grew up in small town, middle of America heartland values and and that's what made him such a great superhero because you like you said father he was grounded in being just a regular guy and Mm -hmm. i think that was i think that was what one of the things that made him so great i i couldn't agree more and i I think that he uh the henry cavill character i mean i think they did a little bit of that in in the movies with him but i think you know they it was almost like he was it was almost like snyder was trying to get away from it a little bit i i don't know i i i can't i can't i'm not in his head so i can't say but i just i just you know it it i wish he, i wish that he was a, mo- a little bit more not completely 100% more but i wish he was a little bit more like the christopher reeves batman i think mm. you know i think superman. that superman that, yeah. that superman was my is still my favorite superman i i especially the first movie i think that first movie was just great and uh i i, I just missed that I miss the, you know, the Boy Scout Clark Kent and the, you know, the, uh, you know, it, it was, I just miss it. Yeah. I think, you know, Zack Snyder has, uh, has talked about this and he said, well, the, you know, the plan was, you know, to obviously have an, a trilogy of Justice League films. And, mm. and, and he did mention that, yeah, Superman would now become more of what you're talking about, more, yeah. more of that, um, you know, homegrown, you know, uh, Superman Clark Kent. Um, yep you know, sort of thing, boy scout. Uh, and, and you would see more of that come out of him. Uh, and yeah, and you see flashes of that in this movie at the end, you know, what brings him back fully is literally going back home. Um, right. Being where he right. grew up. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was the plan. Unfortunately, you know, we, we may, we may not see that as with Henry Cavill, but, but yeah, I agree. I think, um, that character is due, uh, for, for that sort of portrayal. Yeah, I would have to say, I, I what I'm I don't know I, I'm thinking you're talking about your favorite Superman, my Dean Kane is is I have to say as as campy as Dean that sh- as that show could have been at times <laughs> yeah. I I kind of like the Dean Kane Superman I kind of do okay. I, I have to say it I, I, that's probably an unpopular pick I know but there's something about the like there was I don't know uh, maybe it was where I was in life when I watched it but uh, I had my favorite Lois at the time I'll oh tell you. Terry Hatcher yes. Terry Hatcher is a good Lois. Oh, yes. Yeah, Terry Hatcher. You know there's a show on now, right? It's like Superman and Lois or something like that? Yes. It's, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, in that, show. yeah, it's in that, is it a CW universe, I think? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I have, they I have, have, to they be, have kids. I haven't seen it, but I've yeah. heard, I heard good things. Yeah, they have, they have like two or three kids in this movie. Okay. And it's, 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 it's like Superman and Lois as parents. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I have, I've kind of stopped watching all the DC uh, series just because I got there's too many yeah me too there's too many yeah you're right there's, there's too it's many, just to keep too many. and they cross over so many times it's yeah. like you can't keep up with it and the Greg Berlanti version of superhero shows is too soap opera ish for me yeah. I'm sorry and yeah too much and agenda. It's, it's, it's not focused for guys like yeah. you and me Dom no. it's, it's focused yeah. for teenagers and young adults yeah and I enjoyed terrible. the fr- I enjoyed the first few seasons of Flash that's some of the best yes, yes. Uh, I agree yes. stuff and and the early seasons of Green Arrow too. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, but yeah, but once, the rails. yeah. Once they started, like you know, pretty much anyone that is associated with Flash becomes a superhero. It's like 
Yeah. You know, they take Kung Fu classes for a week and <laughs> they put on a, like it was, it became ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a, it's, it's meant for that CW audience. And, yep. you know, I guess they, they get ratings. So we should, so speaking of the flash, we should talk about Barry Allen in this one. So in the, in the uh, previous version, Barry was much more comic relief. He was kind of the goofy member of the crowd of the group. And this one, he's still a bit of the, He's, uh, goof. he's the newbie he's the new superhero who kind of like oh it's the bass signal that's for you oh sh- sorry <laughs> like yeah. you know that sort of thing he's he's still really excited about being a superhero right uh, i mean the, the the best thing that they preserved from both was when uh batman when bruce wayne is gonna try to pitch him on becoming part of the team he's like i'm in like before he can yeah. get half yeah. a sentence out i'm in i'm in because we yeah. all would like exactly. barry, is, uh, barry yeah. is the audience right Right, right. But but he's got much more to do in this one. He's got much more vital role. Uh yeah. he, he gets more a better introduction where he saves uh Iris yeah. uh Iris West, uh who is his future love interest for those who know yep. the comic book. Uh you know, when he's at the, the pet shop. Um the he has he gets to see his dad, you know, he's with his dad in the prison, so that's an important uh, part of that character. But then at the end, where it's the speed force where he does Superman flying around the earth to turn back time to save Lois, it's it's the Flash who turns back time to save everybody in the in right. the in the universe, basically, because they stop Darkseid Dark Side uh at this point. But yeah, yeah. it's Barry Allen, it's the Flash who is so key in this moment, and I really like that. Yeah, I, I again another thing you're just confused about why they took it out. It's like right. he, he plays a key role in in, in uh, turning back time at the end, literally, and and using the speed. We we'll get to see the speed force, which was I thought looked really cool. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's nice to see it with a budget and not in a CW <laughs> sort <Right>. of <laughs> budget. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I loved like seeing the 2017 version. I think the difference is. Like you said, it was more comic relief, but like they made Barry kind of dumb. Like, you know, there yeah. was like that Dostoevsky line, you know, with that weird, pl- you know, family, Russian family plot that yeah. Josh Sweden threw in. Yeah. Like Barry Allen's not dumb. He's socially awkward. Right. You know, but yeah, he's not he dumb. He's he's yeah. one of the smartest people like on the planet. Right. Um. So uh, they really, this movie kind of redeems his character in that sort of way where He's funny because he's socially awkward and he he wants friends and he wants to be part of the team. Um, and but at the same time, he's realizing his powers. Um, and it's very interesting, like, you know, in the film, he he has like his own set of rules. He's like, I'm not going to go the speed of light because bad things happen. Sort of foreshadowing right. like, oh, he's tried to, you know, if you know his backstory, his mom died and his dad is yeah. in prison, you know, wrongfully for the murder of his mother. And that's sort of his his whole goal in using the, you know, in turning back time is to, to, to write that wrong. Um, and we get to see the first time he actually gets, you know, he does it successfully and it's the only reason why they win. Right. <laughs> right. Cause right. they failed. Yeah. Yes. They failed. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I really enjoyed his character and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to uh, Ezra Miller playing again in the, in the, in the next film. Yeah. He was, he's good as, as Barry Allen, the flash. I, I mean, I guess, I'm not really wed to any actor that's ever played the flash because there's never really been uh, other than this uh, current CW version, which was good for a few years. There really wasn't a good series or a movie about the flash. No. And, and, and the guy that uh, plays him on the show, the TV show, I forget his name. Grant but Gustin. He, yeah. Grant Gustin. Yeah. He's yeah. pretty good. He's I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. I like him too. Um, and I think, you know, it would have been interesting to see him play him in the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, because they did bring over from the CW version of the of the world. They did bring a character over who uh, got very little screen time. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was, was the same actor. Who, who was that? Martian Martian Manhunter. Was it? The, is it the same actor? I think is so. Uh, I think it's I the same actor. I don't think so. No, no, I don't. I, I don't think so. No. Uh, now I have to quickly look up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this okay, Martian man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fact checked it. All fact right. checking. Yeah, let's fact check it. Okay. <laughs> now I feel like uh, Facebook's fact president. checkers have now determined yeah. that this is partially false. No. Uh, I, it, it seemed like the same actor. I yeah. mean, well, I mean, this, yeah. this the guy who's Martian Manhunter is the the same guy from Man of Steel. The uh, 
Um, yes, he was the, in Man of Steel as, the, is, but... as the general, right? He was yeah, the... the general that brings Superman in, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's not so the same he... guy from the, the CW show. I mean, I I'm almost ninety nine percent sure. Okay, I mean, so, I haven't caught. I'm, I haven't kept up with the CW shows, right. like I said. But okay, so I, I, I'm trying not to set us on this tangent here, but yeah. uh, well, I'm now sorry. we like this is this is peak fandom comic book guys. We've yes, now got to figure know. out who the correct who's correct on these fine uh, points here. Uh, I'm trying to find him. I'll submit that I'm wrong. Okay, I'm I'm kind of curious. I'm gonna have to look at. It. So Henry Lennox. Oh plays, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, Henry Lennox plays him in the <laughs> movie. And uh, yeah, did, did you find out who he was in? Uh, the, the yeah, Flash. in the Arrowverse, he's played by. Oh gosh, I just had it. Okay, well, oh, not where is he? Not Henry Lennox. That's that's what we. Not know. Henry Lennox. Apparently, yeah. not Henry Lennox. Okay. So, not Henry I, Lennox. I want to. I want to mention. I want to. I like back. that character. Yeah, I do too. Okay, let's talk about it now. I was going to talk about it later. Let's talk about it now. I found the introduction of some of these elements a little confusing. Like I felt like Snyder was kind of jam- trying to jam everything in that would have been in the three uh, movies and, and, and kind of closing loops of things. And and so the Martian Manhunter basically has two scenes in this. He's the scene where he has pretended to be Martha Kent for some reason. Yeah. And, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. And then the scene at the end where he comes to the Bruce Wayne and tells him, you know, you got to find the anti-life equation, uh, which is the DC version. I have, I'm sorry. I keep doing this. The DC version of the infinity stones, <laughs> the <Yeah>. dark side, <laughs> And Slash Darkseid Thanos is the, looking for well, it. Thanos is the the Marvel version of Darkseid. Darkseid exactly. Came first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but he, other than that, you know, he just for a casual fan, he it seemed kind of like out of nowhere. Who's this guy? Why is he here? And you know, yeah, this is incomplete. Am I wrong? Like I, there were several no, things no, like you're that. Right. You're and, not. Okay. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, okay. and, and and Snyder has Snyder has said as much. You know about that that scene. Originally, it was supposed to be. John Stewart Green Lantern that comes uh, to meet uh, Ben Affleck. Um, oh, okay. But uh, the studio at at the time when he filmed it uh, said they didn't want to do Green Lantern just yet because they have they had other plans for him, so they they didn't want Snyder introducing him. So he switched it. He had planned for Henry Lennox to become Martian Manhunter in the trilogy, so uh, he just replaced him at the end there. Yeah, and that scene with with uh, with Martha, I, I mean, with Lois. Yeah. And him pretending to be Martha, I think that was, yeah, just a cute scene for him to, to play and 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 you know it, it served a purpose. It was like to kind of lift, you know, Lois's spirits up um, a little bit. I think uh, he has a relationship. the The character Henry Lennox's character has a relationship with Lois. Lois will go to him uh, from time to time for uh, information. So, um, you know, I think they were just playing with that connection. That, that was obviously something they shot during uh snyder's uh reshoots um, right but but yeah uh, yeah obviously they he 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 tried to milk everything he could in, in this one because he's not going to get a chance to uh visit these characters again it looks like so david harewood david plays, harewood yeah yeah they look a lot alike i mean they, I, I gotta give do. it to you father I'm, look, you. I'm looking at them next to each other i'm like these guys yeah. could be cousins. I mean, they look they, a lot alike. They, they do look a lot alike, uh, <laughs> the actors. That's what yeah. I think confused me. Yeah. Well, they, Ezra they, Miller they, did appear on the Flash TV show. He oh, crossed over, he? right, yeah. from the yeah, multiverse. Yeah, over, yeah. yeah. Like, I think it was like two years ago. They did okay. one of those big crossover events. He did a cameo with the right. middle right. multiverse thing. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, and her increased presence in this movie. I mean, there originally it was it was mostly uh, Bruce and Diana, and they were the team, and Aquaman and the Flash were kind of in the background. There was much more of a team here. That's one of the things is when they when they're trying to and, and Victor when they're trying to decide to bring back ba- uh, Superman, they do it as a group. Uh, but I th- feel like Di- you know Diana Wonder Woman got much more of a a presence in this movie than she did. And she was much more like the wonder woman we saw in her movies. Yes. Uh, then, then, bef- then, you know, the wonder woman we saw in say Batman versus Superman. Uh, she, I think the, the version of wonder woman that um, Patty Jenkins developed in her movies, as we've all seen is the one that fans really like. And I really, right. I really liked 
her role in this. I think she had a leadership role. She was mm-hmm. no, she was nobody's second banana. She had, yeah. she was strong. She was uh, powerful. Uh, I liked, I liked her interaction with Alfred. I think Alfred yeah. was great in this one, yeah, by the way. That was great. Um, the yeah. tea, the tea yeah. scene was awesome. The tea just, scene was great. Yes. <laughs> I just uh, get cracked up over that one. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys in think? The middle, in the middle yeah. of all this raging disaster, they're <laughs> right. making tea. And right. It has to be done a special way. It well, has to be done the way. Alfred way. That's right. <laughs> so what do you think of Diana's role in this? Like the, and the increased role of the Amazons as well. I mean, they, they had a right. much bigger, that awesome fight scene in the temple yeah. on, on Themyscira. I mean, that was, I think the Amazons all got a much better treatment in this movie. Oh yeah. That was a great scene at the beginning there. And uh, I, I, I did like, uh, I, I, I thought that uh, the Wonder Woman character got a much bigger role in this. Um, it was different. It was a little different than, than the, the role she had in the last one. And, 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 and she did have a pretty big role in the last one too, she but did. This one's more fleshed out. It's more, and I mean, granted, there's four hours of movie, so you have an opportunity to do that, and you can add in these scenes that you know flesh out that. Ca- and they cut some scenes too that of her and uh, Bruce. I think uh, they cut some scenes of her and Bruce that were in the original that didn't make it into the into the the, the Snyder cut, but I think they were filmed by Joss Whedon, and I'm not sure how Joss. I, I don't. I'm not sure how much he was a, a fan of Wonder Woman. I, I, you know what I mean? And I think, I think Snyder really gets that character, as, as does Patty Jenkins, and uh, you know, and as does Gal Gadot. So, well, yeah. Snyder, yeah, Snyder cast Gal Gadot. He he yeah, discovered her, right? Um, exactly. She was really a, a no name, um, and and yeah, that character was. In this film, like like you mentioned earlier, that that beginning scene at, at the museum, yeah. like in the 2017 film, it's it's like a throwaway scene. It's you get like maybe a quarter of it, and that right. one, this one is much more fleshed out. You get yeah. more of the motivations of the of the of you the know villain. the bad guys, yeah. and um and then you get to see her. You know, you know, I had that cute scene with the with the with the kid. Yeah. Um and and then again the Amaz- the Amazons um, the mascara they they get more put into the spotlight um you get that scene with her like after she 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 goes to the arrow um right uh, where she goes down and under underground into the yeah. temple and the exposition and sees, like, the about hieroglyphs. yeah doxy yeah. yeah uh so it's and then yeah you get and then that scene you know where she's explaining to bruce what the mother boxes are that's more fleshed out you you actually get to see dark side um in the last film obviously dark side was erased um well, you get to see that. You get to see all these. I mean, you get to see the the Green Lantern in action and Zeus and, and uh, Ares. Ares and, yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah, that much was cool. Yeah, it was that. That's such an epic scene. I would I would watch a movie just about that. I want to see um, Zeus and Ares movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, Zeus throwing the thunderbolts was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, she like you said, she she was definitely. It's kind of like her and Bruce are the leaders of, of the justice league. Um, they they kind of do it as a tandem and she's the reason, you know, she can, she's the one that convince convinces Victor stone to ultimately join. Right. I liked um, her so. relationship with Victor. I liked that. Yeah. She was the one who went to him and, and connected with him. Yeah. With, with difficulty, obviously, but, but yeah, I liked that she went there. She has a wisdom of, of ages. She's, thousands of years old and it comes across uh that she has this wisdom that she carries uh w- with her uh and i i like that about about this character i i really do i i'm glad they eliminated the part of the of the of the previous movie where batman and wonder woman need to bring back superman because they need a better team leader and they're not good team leaders and it's like <laughs> i mean right. i mean it, i i you know i'd rather have the the overpowered superman who doesn't need anybody's help than the rah-rah we need a better team leader uh, right uh, yeah so much better much better version of of, of all of them yeah and it makes you wonder what josh whedon was thinking you know like you know he had all this material he could have chose from and 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 then he started to refilm all these different scenes and and it it i don't know i I don't even know how i just don't i don't understand like the motivation he had and i don't understand well i guess i kind of do i mean he was told what to do by the studio make make it funny 
They make yeah. it two hours. Make it like well, that's pretty Avengers. much what you get yeah. if you if you only have a month. Literally, they give him a month to finish right. it. Right. Exactly. Right. And and as you can see, judging from this movie and and you know trying to remember the 2017 version, it it's like he filmed refilmed 75 percent of the movie, and, yeah. and that's just not that's not realistic. I was watching this thing on on YouTube, and it was it was. They showed different. They show the same scenes in the two movies side by side. I don't know if you guys saw that or saw something. I like did, that. yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and and it was amazing to see the different. Uh, just the lighting was different. Yeah. You know how yes. different the lighting was in different scenes, and and how he he literally cut pieces of a scene to make it short, make it a shorter movie. It wasn't yep, right. like he cut like whole scenes wholesale. He was cutting clips of film in and, and it was it was just like frames why? he was cutting yeah, yeah. cutting frames yeah. yeah it was it was it was insanity and uh i and steppenwolf looked like a oh my yeah, gosh you know like a, an old man like a yeah. nice old man in a retirement home like in the 2017 <laughs> version and this one you know he, it, he looks he looks very threatening yeah yeah, yeah it was a it, it, yeah the, the original it was just like a, yeah decrepit old man with a helmet and this one it was truly alien truly yeah. Yes. You know, scary and different, and yeah, uh, much better uh, that way. Let's talk about the 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 villains then in this one. So, in the in the original Steppenwolf was the bad guy. He was the one at the ancient battle, but that brought all the Atlanteans and uh, Amazons and the Greeks and you know the Greek gods and all the rest together to fight to save Earth. Uh, but in this one, it's Dark Side. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to say Dark Seed every once in a while just because I've only ever read it and never heard it for so long. In my mind, it was always S E idea was was Seed, but Dark Side. So just got to say that. Seed. I don't know because you plant the bad seed. He's a bad seed. Well, he is a bad. He's a bad. He that's what I was is. thinking. It's, he's a bad okay. seed. Okay. okay. Anyway, but he's the dark side because he's what the Sith Lord. Anyway, so he's dark side <laughs> is the is the big baddie in this one, and I like that. You know, you've got it's that threat that's sitting there. Like yes. this, it's so hard to get rid of this guy, and he's like two levels of management down from the head bad guy. You know, he, <laughs> right. He's got Dasan. He was like, is the middle manager who's probably, you know, yeah. halfway as bad, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sorry, but Dasad. Like yeah. Dasad as the name of a bad guy. I mean, like, you know, come on, like it's a little yeah, bit on the yeah. nose, but okay. Yeah, right. uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, and the, uh, the anti-life equation. Okay. Any explanation on that? I mean, it it basically gives if you yeah. have if you if you I have, no have the equation, that. you can use it to control people, right? Yeah. So basically, I mean, it's it's a huge, you know, it's basically Darkseid's motivation for everything in the comics. It's like I said, it's it's the, he's kind of a mirror of Thanos or, uh, or vice Infinity versa. Stones. Like yeah. if you have the Family Gauntlet, you can basically do whatever you want. If you have the Anti Life Equation. You can do whatever you want. Uh, and yeah, it's just one of those comic, comic book, you know, storylines, plot devices. Uh, okay. That, yeah, right. Mother so Fair. it's um, it's like really, now that the mother boxes were taken care of, now we have the anti-life equation to, to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why yeah. in the epilogue at the very end, you have Superman as a bad guy. Mm. Is that why? Because... Darkseid mm-hmm. has the entire right. equation in, in, in Batman's vision of the future. And Batman is, I mean, Superman is now on the bad guy side. Yeah. And that's what, again, why this movie is so much better. It pays off all the nightmare visions from Batman v Superman. Right. Um, because you get to see more of that fleshed out. You get to see like why this happens, like why, how Darkseid uh, gets this power. And it's because, yeah, he gets a hold of the anti-life equation and then he takes Superman and Superman just becomes, you know, his instrument and, um, and bends people to his will. Uh, and yeah. And, and yeah, those nightmare scenes were really cool. And, and justice league two was supposed to be, uh, uh, basically that apocalyptic set in that apocalyptic nightmare world for the most part. Right. That epilogue was filmed yeah. for this movie, right? Wow. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So cause yeah. and Jared Leto was brought in to be the Joker, which, 
what a great yeah. scene between him and oh. and Batfleck. I oh. mean, it was so cool. It was it was really amazing that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Getting yeah. that mythology, yeah, from the comic books and and and, and paying off like because again, we're we're probably never going to see them on screen again together. And this was literally their first time on screen together: Ben Affleck, Batman, and Jared Leto, Joker. Um, and yeah, just him bringing up, you know, like how he killed Robin, you know, because right. in Batman v Superman, you 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 see Robin's suit in the Batcave with the Joker's writing all over it. So right. yeah, yeah, just and yeah, Batman killed uh, Harley Quinn is is what he says in back right yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if he yeah. i don't know if he killed her but he was definitely holding her while she was dying it, right. it wasn't like that specific but yeah, yeah right. either way yeah they they it was cool getting to see them kind of play each other's psyches and yeah it was uh, Batman swear <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We, we've they earned their R rating in this one between the, yes, they did. a couple right. of swears and a lot of blood and gore yes uh, yes so I want to mention uh, some small criticisms. I mentioned to you, Father Chip, before we started recording. I think the movie could have been maybe three hours if we got rid of some of the long, slow-mo music video montages. (laughs) So much slow motion. (laughs) Zack Snyder on steroids. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Like, this is Zack Snyder without constraint. I mean, this was... uh, So uh, there was a lot of that. So that's a little bit of my criticism. Uh, And then um, I had another one that was a little bit of a criticism, but it must've been small. So, but uh, it was long. It didn't, I don't think it needed. I think I'm glad it was longer than two hours. Certainly. Did it need to be four hours? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I mean, you could literally cut out the Martian Manhunter scenes, even though I like that character, you could literally cut those scenes out and it probably would have been fine. Yeah. Um, There's other things you could probably cut out too. Like, Tighten up, shorten tighten, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, tighten it up a little, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you were, uh, Andrew, you were saying earlier that you don't think that Josh, uh, that uh, Snyder would have finished the film at even if he had stayed, even if there had been no tragedy in his life. And I wonder, because I got to thinking, would would, would he have, he probably wouldn't have gone for four hours. He probably would have gone oh, for no. two and a half. The only reason, yeah. yeah, the only reason it was four hours is, is he because it was right. on HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. Right. If this was a theatrical, like if if there was if there wasn't COVID and they're like right. this and everything else happened, if this was gonna get a theatrical release, yeah, he would he he would have made it like two hours and a half. And yeah. he, he he said as much. Uh and, and even, you know, when they announced when he announced that he was gonna do this, he mentioned that it might be a miniseries. Yeah. So they were toying with that. Um yeah. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, the whole, like in the beginning of the film, like, they, you know, they milk the credits, like with, you know, Bruce on his journey to, to Iceland to yeah. find Aquaman, like you can cut all that out, you know, there's, yeah, I'm definitely. sure you could condense this to, to that two hour and a half mark and not give up any of the, the essentials, uh, you know, character setups and all that, like you yeah. could have easily done it. Some of the action sequences could have been a little shorter, Tighter. you know, you take some of the yeah. stuff out. I mean, this cool stuff in them, but you can yeah, lose yeah. some of that. That final big action set piece, you know, that took that had to be like 15 minutes at least. Yeah, I mean, that was, was that was long. long. Yeah. You know, they spent 70 million just on the cut, just on this cut. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's a that's a whole other movie. How much money have they spent all told on this movie? I, I, I'm kind of curious know. between the original Snyder version, the Whedon re, recut and then the Snyder cut. Like right. just between all three of those, I, I know rough. I know rough numbers. Uh, I know the original movie was cost around two hundred fifty million to make, um, and then with Joss Whedon, they they poured in another hundred to one hundred fifty million on reshoots, uh, and then almost at the same amount of money to market it. Uh, wow. So that original movie made about six hundred some odd million worldwide. So I don't even think they broke even, maybe like maybe yeah. barely. Wow. Um, but yeah, so yeah. seventy million to finish some visual effects, uh, totally okay. pennies yeah. for Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. To, with all those HBO Max signups and uh, mm-hmm. um, yep. and, yeah, and 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 all the hype around it, it's going to pay off. All told, when you put all the money together, that's like ten SpaceX starships. 
So that's (laughs) really that's 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 a lot of money. I mean, you gotta you gotta compare it to things, you know. So uh, (laughs) how many Teslas is that? Yeah, that's a lot of Teslas. That's a lot of. So I want to kind of bring up some some just random bits that I took notes on from this that that are they're not minor bits, but I think they're they're they don't kind of fit anything we've talked about. But the uh, bringing Superman back from the dead, just from a from a philosophical or theological point of view, he was oh. dead for a good long time. And it's the good mother life. boxes, the mother boxes that brought him back to life. And from a, from a Catholic point of view and oh, father, I'll, I'll ask you this, Andrew, I'll ask you this. He wasn't really dead then. Was he like, if you could be brought back to life, right. Apart from Jesus, right. right. He's the only one. He's the only person who's been resurrected. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, correct. You know, he wasn't wasn't he was only mostly dead to quote the, yeah. uh, the, the yeah. Monty Python. Ma- no, yeah. Princess Bride. Oh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. Princess Bride. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I I think, you know, I'm not sure where God fits into this universe, yeah. this Snyder universe. I'm not sure where he fits. I mean, from a theological point of view. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100 percent correct. He he was not dead if he came back. Is if he came, if he was dead, he'd be in heaven. Yes, most likely because he's Superman and he's a pretty good dude. He's a good guy. And, yeah. <laughs> so you know, he. Why would you leave heaven to come back to this? Right. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't. I mean, you right. Wouldn't. Yeah. You know. So um, I think in the Josh, uh, not Josh Whedon, the Zack Snyder world, I just don't think God exists. I just I get the sense that there's no. Hmm idea it did, that's what it felt like to me because the world is so dark in in this movie it's a dark terrible place it seems like right it, it doesn't seem to be a lot of joy in 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 this universe and in 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 dark side like what you know is he a demigod i, I mean and then they had a zeus and a and zeus and her, you know and these are is, not yeah. real people you know they didn't exist right i mean and the amazons didn't exist so they would so, be super powerful individuals perhaps maybe yeah i mean yeah. superman you know I, I think in a in a world where god exists superman could exist i think yeah he's just uh, alien you know, with a yeah, with extra exactly. powers sure yeah exactly but to to bring in the greek gods and and the you know, I mean, it's i don't know i i just it, that's my sense of it and i'm i mean i haven't like dug deep into the theological, sure. you know, yeah. meaning of all this other than the resurrection stuff, which I, I, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning is a little tired. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really, it's hard to say cause it doesn't, okay. it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit into a world where God exists. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would maybe push back on that a little bit. I, I okay. think, yeah, I, I, I think like you said, father, I think, you know, obviously God could exist even with, with, someone like Superman existing and right, you know, dark side and, and even like Greek gods, like, like Zeus and Ares, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately there, you could still point to, well, who created them, right? The, the ultimate you right. know, creator question, the, the first mover sort of thing. Sure. And I think Snyder just uses so much of this <laughs> Christian imagery. It's hard to think that, you know, I don't know if Snyder is a believer himself, but uh, you know, know. it's hard to think that, you know, and you have that scene in Man of Steel where he goes to a priest, you know, that we mentioned earlier. I, I mean, you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, when when he when Superman dies in Bam v Superman, you see like the at the end, the very final scene, the last frame, you see the dirt rise, you know, right. uh, above his coffin. Um, and then yeah. the whole idea behind Doomsday, um, the reason uh, the the reason Doomsday was created, it was was able to be created was because uh Zod's uh, body still had living cells, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why Superman was able to be resurrected too. Is this, the, the mother boxes were, were able to just, you know, supercharge those cells enough to where he could be himself right. again. Um, so like you said, he wasn't fully dead. Um, and I think the movie, even though, even if it may not be, it's not very clear. obvious. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's not that obvious, I think it does, a good enough job to where you can at least interpret it as like, yeah, he wasn't like dead, dead because there, there was still like, there was something going on. Like if, if there's, right. <laughs> if there's rising from your coffin, there's, 
and and you're defying the laws of gravity, there there's something going on there. So yeah, I would say, I would say that you know even though the there, there isn't uh, specific references to an almighty God. I, I think because all these gods are so flawed, you could say that there is an ultimate God that is perfect. Right. You know, you have villains like dark side and simple who are trying to be God, but they always fail. And then you have heroes like Superman um, who need humans like Batman to save him, you know, or, or, you know, other heroes like the flash uh, to, you know, they have to work as a team, basically. Right. Um, so Superman does a bulk of the work, but, you know, you have, he, he needed the help. Um, and, uh, and Superman is vulnerable to Lois, who is a human, you know. I want to mention, uh, I want to mention that, by the way. So when Superman is reborn, when he's resurrected, he, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know who anybody around him is. He's, he acts out, he, he's, he's acts out in anger and just, just raw uh, reaction. Yeah, emotion. It it's only like and reason doesn't get to him, force doesn't get to him. The only thing that stops him is Lois. It's the memory of love. Right. And Lois is the key. Lois is yes, as we're told, right up front, right in the movie, is Lois is the key. And it's it's love, which is what say I mean, it sounds so cheesy when you say it out loud. Love is the ultimate power in the universe. And, but it's true. It's well, true. In reality, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so hopefully in the movie, it's true, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're both saying. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's open for interpretation, I think. Yeah. I think, I, I, that's I, what I, all this is. Yeah. I think you made really good points, obviously. And uh, I, I can see what, what I can concede what you're saying. I just my initial how I felt was sure. it felt like that to me because I, you get the sense that dark side, if he got the, uh, you know, all the mother boxes or if he gets this equation or whatever, it's just like Thanos. It's like, well, then all of a sudden God's creation is, is it at the will of this being, you know, I mean, I, I, I you know, you could is say that, is he the devil? Is he Satan? I mean, is he? He's just very powerful. And, you know, the thing is, is even like in, in the Marvel universe, Thanos wasn't ultimately in control. He wasn't ultimately the power that he thought he was. We see that but by the fact that he loses eventually, you know, that he gets turned back. Yeah. So there's always limits and it's always a movie. I mean, we just got to say that. And, and this is the whatever oh, the vision yeah. of the of the director is. but. But this, but we, oh, yeah, I think, the question. yeah, so, we keep yeah. seeing the characters that you know, whether it's the Greek gods or the or the villains, they all have their limitations. They're all still creatures. They're all still limited. Right. They're not omniscient, and not even all powerful. They're very powerful, but not all powerful. I mean, right. frankly, a movie with God in it would not be very interesting because God can't be defeated. God can't right. be tricked. God can't. That you can't put one over on him it's not right. a, the the story the real story of the of the universe is not a very interesting movie <laughs> in a sense <laughs> because the villain's right. gonna lose he's like he's already lost this right the good guys have won right. already before the movie starts so that's true so i think you know allowing for that yeah it, it's interesting i, I want to just one, one last thing batman one of the things that i really loved in this one we, we talked about how much we liked the, the batfleck is at one point, he's it, he starts out as very much he's a logic driven guy. I'm a man of science. I'm a man of money. <laughs> but at one point, he has that switch change and he says to Alfred, "I'm operating on faith, not on reason." Here at this point, and I really like that change in Batman where he has to just at step out in faith, and right. it's it's his faith in in his friends and it's his faith yep. in Superman that make the difference. And I really, uh, I really like that that part. Are there, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Are there any things you want to add in uh, that we didn't cover yet? Any things you want to bring up uh, to, to to finish out? I, I, for me, I think we've covered pretty much. Every, I mean, I love that scene at the end with Joker. Um, I just, you know, I think I wish there. I wish it, I almost wish it had been longer. <laughs> another movie. Such a tease. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, well, that's the problem, right? Because at the end of this movie, we see them staring at Darkseid this whole thing whatever that is yeah and uh, and then, yeah and then we <laughs> and then we and then we have those uh you know the apocalyptic vi apocalyptic visions and 
so at the end of the movie, I was like, crud, we're not going <laughs> to see this play out. You yes. know, it's, 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 it's set up. It's totally set up for the other, the next movie. And we're never going to see it. It's so disappointing. It is a, a bit disappointing yeah. when you realize it. And I think yeah. that's what, you know, that's what really, as much as I really, really liked this, even though it was four hours, I really, <laughs> really, really liked it. I, I, it is a far superior film to the original. And, you know, it just does. I mean, the original film doesn't even come in the same league as this movie. Uh, it's just, <laughs> It's it's intend that pun, by the way, intend that pun. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I intended that pun. They can't see me. I did air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. Andrew, I got to say that for future film students, these two movies side by side, it must be part of a class on how you can take the same material and have two completely different outcomes. A masterclass. <laughs> yeah. It really, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's such a unique sort of circumstance. I mean, we'll we've never seen anything like it, and probably we'll never see anything like it again. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the only thing I wanted to to add was, I mean, we didn't get. get I, I guess the only character we kind of left off was Aquaman. Yeah. But, oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Aquaman. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to anger Aquaman. He's yeah, a pretty big. Dude. Jason Momoa is, is a pretty big dude. <laughs> yeah, and again, another. I, I mean, I, I love. I love the character, and I thought uh, seeing you know more you know of Atlantis. Yes. In this movie, and, yeah. and you're seeing Mara and um, Willem Dafoe's character, long-haired Willem Dafoe. Role. Yeah, <laughs> right. Underwater Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was cool getting to to see that, and I did like um, that. Yeah, and and I'm glad. Yeah, we're getting Aquaman too, so we'll get more yes. Momoa as Aquaman. So that's that's exciting. That's um, yeah, and 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 again, I think you know if this really is the last time we see, well, we are going to see Ben Affleck one one more time in the flash movie right um but that'll probably just be a a cameo or or a small scene but um uh i think that yes i am disappointed like i said father that we're not gonna get to see uh that story kind of carry on and yeah and have you know that that whole snyder vision completed but uh we're just lucky that we even got this one and and oh i know I mean, for the longest time, I mean, even though the fans were always clamoring, it was, it was always a hard no. Like this is, there's no way it's going to happen. It's never happened. There's no precedence for it. Even Snyder would say like, yeah, like I loved, like he would love the support, but he knew, he knew himself. Like it was what studio in the right mind is going to, you know, put in the money to finish visual effects. Like to uh, redo a movie that they've already released. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But you know, it, it, it happened. And, um, in this world of of streaming, you know, anything is possible. Like we're talking about uh, at the beginning, yeah. uh, th- this idea of of the power of fandom. You know, we've seen we have seen examples of this before, uh, like with the examples you mentioned, and like you know, Family Guy had that sort of thing where yeah, it was yeah, canceled, yeah. then it got brought back, and it's still on the air. Um, there's a bunch of shows that Netflix has resurrected, and yep. Hulu, and and all the different streaming platforms have done so. Uh, you know, you can never, if, if your favorite show gets canceled, you know, you can never lose hope. Don't like give they, up. If, yeah. Don't give up there. If there's enough people wanting it, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a good chance it might happen. Um, yeah. because if there's one thing, uh, that Hollywood knows to do, it's, it's to, uh, make money it's to bank on nostalgia and bank on fandom. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, cause they're, God forbid they have any original ideas. <laughs> I was going to um, say. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Right. They, but they, I am, they rebooted Kung Fu. Yeah, have oh they my really? gosh. Yeah. They're doing everything. And except that it's a, it's a, it's a woman this time and it's completely different story, but other it's than Kung that, Fu. it's Kung <laughs> Fu. Yeah. yeah. We'll just slap the name on there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you can hold out a little hope that like, with, again, with streaming, maybe if the stars align, maybe, you know, they can keep the Snyderverse and HBO Max sort of thing. Maybe That'd they'll get a miniseries. Yeah. Why not? I, I think it, it's all at the end. It, yeah. It all comes down to money. So I think right. if 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 the returns on this yep. are enough to where Warner Brothers can't say no, then I can see them doing it again. But in, in the know. worst movie year ever. 
this it, it, it's a right. low bar for them to do to succeed sure. <laughs> sure yeah that is that is correct right that's true right. uh all i have to say to that is bring back firefly sorry oh please <laughs> well not with josh whedon i don't think but, <laughs> without josh but, uh, whedon <laughs> yeah. right right yeah, I'm, I'm done with whedon. josh whedon yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a whole I mean, his crimes go far beyond what he did to the 2017. That's true. Justice League. All right. We should, uh, before we get into that, let's wrap, let's wrap things up there. I think, I think that was a good, good. a good one hour, something discussion of a, the four hour movie. So (laughs) before we, before we go, I do want to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of movies and TV shows, including Russ L, Faker Mage, Michelle L, Matthew D and Gregory F. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. I want to recommend if you like this podcast, check out our other podcasts. We have a whole bunch of ones. We have ones about other shows and movies like Star Trek and Doctor Who. We also do ones on Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World, American Catholic History. Uh, we have a whole bunch of shows. I want you to check them all Star out. Wars. Secrets of Star Wars, yes. Catholics of Oz, uh, Secrets of Technology. I think I got them all. So yeah. uh, and uh, so, check them all out. We've got a lot of great, great shows uh, to check out. So that's it from us. What did you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? What did we miss? We certainly missed something. We want to hear from you. Let, let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash Media. Or send us an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, Father Chipines, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thanks for having me, Dom. Andrew Hermes, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. It was a pleasure. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest.